0: This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, and I'm your host, Jason Glick. Good evening, Jason Glick. Good evening, John. How's it going? Uh not bad. Just cool. Just uh getting over a nice three day weekend. Yeah. And it's like and even though it's like this th- like I said, this three day weekend, I mean it's always nice and there's we realize the next one's not gonna be until May. Yeah. But you know that next 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 three day weekend, Memorial Day weekend, that's funny May, man. Hell yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's, how I, that's how I always look at things. Yeah. So Oh, I saw a picture from the front of the convention center, actually. Um, they took out the fountain. <laughs> what? The f- what, in front of the... Wow. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> um, yes, uh, somebody posted it, uh, and I was like, whoa, well, that looks different. It's just grass now. It's like they filled the whole area in with like grass or plants or something. And they're doing some funky construction on the side. I'm not sure what that means, but oh well. My guess is they're trying to expand the convention center some way. Hey, more more power to them! It's like yeah. if they get more room in the convention center, hey, more, hopefully more live action Asian movie rooms. Uh, yeah, like, there you uh, go. In, in future years, then. Yep. So, what do you have for us tonight, dude? Well, tonight continues a long-standing tradition with this podcast, and that's tying mm-hmm. it into the latest Konglik movie release. Uh, of course, I. Yeah, of course. I'm talking about um, Ghost Rider, which of which the uh, second uh, Nicholas Cage uh, movie um, came out this weekend. Now, I have I have not seen that movie. I have not seen um, the first one either because, well, I mean, I heard the first one was well. Let's just say the best thing I heard about the first one was that a buddy of mine said, wh- whose opinion I generally trust, said like, yeah, I went in there with no expect- expectations whatsoever, and I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, you've got. Yeah, that I'm um, recommended, and the uh, second one I heard, you know, this is, uh, word of mouth just hasn't been uh, all that great at this point. So, I mean, like, I like Nicolas Cage. I mean, yeah, even though the guy seems to um, like say yes to about every script that he uh, is thrown his way, I mean, when he's in the when he's when he's good in the right movie, he is he is awesome. So, so he, so it's just, it's just a matter of like separating like like the right the good Nicolas Cage movies from the from the bad ones. Of which like there's like uh, ones I like best are like you know uh, uh match matchstick man and as John noted like in our pre pre show discussion uh, kick ass mm-hmm. so so but even then it's like you know like Ghost Rider is is first and foremost a Marvel Marvel character and while there is there's been this huge legal brouhaha over the last couple of weeks over um it's over one of its uh, creators uh Gar- um Gary Friedrich and uh, Marvel's um, like judgment against him. Pay uh, seventeen thousand dollars for his unauthorized um, selling of of Ghost Rider merch, Rider merchandise. <sighs> wow, it's like that's on one hand, it's like it's it's sickening that that this is that um basically like Marvel that they're trying to wring blood from a stone here and in, in face just trying like i um, selling like this guy is uh, selling uh it's they're they're trying to like, get all this money from this guy who you know this is basically how he makes his living and he's they're really. And he's basically de- almost destitute as it is. So the seventeen thousand is kind of like like insult to injury right here. And but also at the same time that you know he's not actually the int- sole creator the, of um, of Ghost Rider in the sense that you know he was like like um he he done lot. As I understand, he made a lot like um substantial contributions to the uh, character. He also, like um Marvel letter to Roy Thomas and um, artist Michael Plug also um also contributed substantially to the uh, idea and look look of the character as well. In fact, from what I, from what I understand like um like Friedrich was also was a lot of the issues um, from from the Friedrich decision were based on his selling unauthorized prints of Mike, Mike Plug's art, which is a whole other can of worms right there. Yeah. So on one hand, it's like it's like yeah, it's it's terrible that this that this guy has to has to pay this stuff. But at the same time, it's, it's like you look you look at this and think, well, it's not it's not quite as it's not nearly as cut and dried as anyone would like it to be in real life as as compared to the uh, comic it was based on. Speaking of the comics themselves, um, it's like. It, Let's just say, as with um, just about any Marvel character um, that that I'm I'm familiar with, like my my appreciation of Ghost Rider basically extends as far as the the, uh, the, uh, creators who have worked on him. And um, so, those of you who have um, been reading and listening to me for quite some time can probably guess that you know I bet he's probably just going to talk about the series um, written by Garth Ennis and Jason Aaron. And you know what? You would be right because it's to say, I've I only own six ghost rider trade paperbacks and they're all they're all from the, those two creators. Garth Ennis, well because you know I'll just buy just about anything like from from the guy after the quality of work that he is that, that he has um, contributed that he has um had over the years. But you know it's like the thing is with um with, with Ennis's work in the Marvel universe it's always it's always kind of a crapshoot. as as to whether you're not, you're going to get something that that really um that, that's either like a really definitive take on the character, like the Punisher, or just like he's um you know just like like laughing and mocking yeah. it, laughing superheroes, or just like or just like not take or just like um or just like phoning, phoning it in, like his work on the Midnighter. Okay. Um, but um, Ghost Rider um his original miniseries The Road to Damnation was kind kind of has a its construction kind of is a middle ground in this. It's like like, like in this area, I mean, it's the, the um, most distinctive thing you can say about it is that it's it, it strikes me as something like the um, like uh, Marvel told told Ennis okay we need to go we need to relaunch Ghost Rider only like yeah you don't need to actually like tie him into like you don't 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 worry about yourself about tying him into the uh, Marvel universe just like, you know go with the whole like spirit of vengeance I- idea like this guy who sold himself sold to the devil to um save his friend. That didn't work out. Now he's a spirit of vengeance. Yeah, go run with that. See what you get. Mm-hmm. Get in his hands. That basically amounts to the Ghost Rider being recruited by recruited by an angel in order to stop the uh, stop the appear, stop this um, this this demon who's incarnated on Earth from 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 bringing from losing the hordes of hell upon it. So basically, you got you got Johnny Blaze um, free freed from hell and sent out on. Sent out on the Earth to uh, try and try and stop this demon named K- Kazan, who is basically hooked up with the uh, head of this um, oil magnet, who is planning to drill straight through the Earth's crust, and, um, and it's like and use his and use the infernal his infernally power, powered drill to uh, type like, open open a gateway to hell. It's completely ridiculous, but you know it's really no more so than a lot of other Marvel stuff that that I that you've read over the years. Um, Complicating matters are the two agents of heaven, the agents of heaven and hell that have been sent to, uh, that have been sent to stop, sent to um, get to get to Kazan first. There's Hoss, the good old southern boy, like um, the, the demon with a giant tentacle for a penis, and um, and the and the um, biker who he um, whose head he literally shoves up his own ass and calls and um, gives him the name of Butt View, and uh, and then there's the uh, the. Let's see the presentation of God's wrath. Um, Ruth, the uh, qu- the, mo- the almost the almost silent woman who just who just goes about her business with the ru- with the ru- ruthless, quiet efficiency. I mean, like a lot of this stuff, it, it kind of does feel like like Ennis is um, is kind of phoning it in, especially with this characterization of, of Johnny Blaze, just kind of like a uh, poor poor innocent dupe that can that can this matter, and it just like I said. it... And um you know, it's it's not bad. It's certainly readable. It's like it's and it knows how to work work tension and action actually even when he's just like um he was just like just fo pho- he was just like dumb phoning it in. Um but but still it's like it's overall it's like it's not really uh it's not really an, uh like like an essential read, um Like, by any means. I mean it's it's diverting enough, but it's like it on one hand I like, just kinda wish that he had um that he just like kind of dug a little bit deeper, or he just dug a little bit deeper to like um, you know either like, you no know, tie the character into the Mar- Marvel universe, or no wait maybe not because God knows if he had tried written any Marvel any actual Marvel characters into this series, they would have just been like you know like um like pissing or shitting their pants literally in the process. So so he, so in the end like wrote an animation, It's based it was um it was successful enough that uh, Marvel launched a uh, a new go ongoing ghostwriter series um, written by Daniel Way um, uh, on the back of that but um, it also it was also successful enough that um, they gave Ennis and in um, his artist for and the artist for on um, the road to damnation Clayton crane um, a sec like a second miniseries um, called Trail of Tears. now what about um, Clayton crane crane um, has a heavily um heavily CG um, CG influenced painterly style to it that um, that works really well in the first like of the first volume. Yes, it's it's kind of parts of it seem kind of antiseptic, but then you get to the um but his, his Ghost Rider design is great, and um the and the and his demonic his demonic creatures look look fantastic as well. Um, but the problem problem with um Crane Crane's work and that it it is. Very obviously seen in the second miniseries, Trail of Tears, is that um, when he is that when he's not um, is that um, all his like well his uh, his, his his work has like uh, has a very pristine CG quality to it. Um, when he it also when this is basically when he has apparently when he has the time to um, to invest just making sure it's, it's all of a consistent level of quality. And um, in and in Trail of Tears the. The, uh, his his work here is extremely uneven. Now, it's like this. Now it's like it's in the, in, at the beginning. It seems like it has this like beautiful like uh, picturesque work to like um, almost like um, sepia tone um, beauty to it because it's just because the story basically takes place back in the Civil War era um, about a uh, about a conf- like um, about a Confederate commander named Parham. Who um who, who he, he he talks a good good deal about be, about um like fi- about fighting in war but he's basically a coward at heart. And after one battle, he's rescued by a former slave, um, and realizes that you know it's like you know everything I've been fought for is shit. So I'm just gonna like you know sit here sit here and work 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 this land with my friend, and um just and just try to li- live my life for the best and just you know. And then eventually he he he, he um, leaves leaves to seek his fortune on the frontier, but not before coming back, and then seeing that that his friend that his friend was um was killed by some by some by some southern agitators who who, who um who, who um uh, naturally wrongfully believe that the uh, that to, that they were wronged by the civil war and uh, and all these uh it's like and all, all these African Americans like they just, they deserve to die especially this one especially his especially on parm's friend Caleb, who, um he who is brutally whose family is brutally butchered at their hands and and Caleb, who uh, who we wind up we also find out, um actually has some connection to a spirit of vengeance as well. So, so but but also getting back to uh like Crane's art, I mean like it has this beautiful like 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 it's this beautiful sepia-toned look to it, like like it was like like a like a Civil War photograph came come to life in the earliest parts of the, of the first issue. But even throughout this first issue, it just the quality just degenerates to the point where just like it looks almost like a like a, it's it's a a barely readable splotchy mess. And it's and the work and his work throughout the rest of the series is similarly similarly inconsistent. I mean, it's uh, I just kind of wish that they had given that they had given him the time he needed to make it. To make it as the art as good as it possibly could, but um, that wasn't the case here. And the the art is a big drag on what is otherwise a much better story than the than Road to Damnation. Ennis is like Ennis. Um, Ennis is a huge fan of westerns, and um, this is and this allows and he is clearly more invested in this in his story here as Parham. Like emerges as a as a much more complex complex character than his and his initial appearance would would tend to believe and there's and even though it's like there's and this is um like like you know and this has no uh like um patience for patience or or and this is clearly like a devout atheist from his work but his but he but even so his work like there are moments here like in series like these where you realize that you know it's like even then he really you can't just like go saying like God is bad but he are some interesting points about how how vengeance is so attractive to us that People would willingly, willingly, damn their souls for it. It's a good, it's a good story, and like, and certainly, like much, and even with the um, grossly uneven art, it's a better, it's a better read than the Road to Damnation. However, um, now I didn't pick up the uh, the, the Daniel Way um, written stories of the uh, of the re- relaunched ghostwriter because you know Way I've, Way has always been like a, like a very inconsistent artist and. And his work has just been kind of like, eh. He hasn't written. He hasn't come across that one great series that would that's going to make his name. So, I have, so you know, I've no, no ill will to this guy, but as soon as like Marvel, like you realize that as soon as Marvel um, loses interest in this in this guy's work, he's going to be. He'll probably. be... Um, Probably instantly forgotten. Sad, sad to say. So, but that being said, though, um, Way wrote the first uh, 19 issues of, of the relaunched Ghost Rider, which basically, um, which also I'm um, interesting, interesting retcon to the mythos. Basically, the fact that um, that Johnny Blaze's um like, his spirit of vengeance wasn't actually a, a uh, like a, like a, like, a, like a demon from hell what well, his powers weren't actually like um spawned from hell he like the spirit of vengeance was actually an instrument of an instrument of heaven basically um the god like god 's divine will of will of vengeance um like um grafted onto his soul by the like it's like by the devil him by the devil himself and it was assisted by um an angel named Zadkiel basically like the head of heaven 's black ops um so so basically um so basically, when um, when Jason Aaron took over um, with issue twenty, he basically inherited this the story, and then again said about um, said about having uh, Johnny Johnny Blaze go about, find a way to get his uh, get his vengeance on Zad kill himself. Now, excuse me. Now this uh, now Aaron it's like now uh, he's now um now Aaron though is like he's he's a I've said before, he's a great writer. He, did, he does serious stuff really well in *Scalp*, and he's also has he has also great like I'm taking completely ridiculous stuff like in uh, Astonishing Astonishing *Spider-Man*, and *Wolverine*, and just get and bringing some actual drama out of it. That's the side of I think you see in *Ghost Rider*, because he just cause he just like he he embraces the series on um, Southern Fried Roots as we get stuff like you know, like a, like a haunted highway um a highway, a highway haunted by cannibal ghosts um ner- it's like um, gun toting nurses who are who are fighting for who were fighting for Zadkill, like I'm um, cannibal. It's like like cannibal, like I'm um, cannibal cannibals, um, like uh, sorry, I'm, I'm thinking like I'm um, like crazy, like crazily um over like overbuffed uh, like I'm um, really religious freaks, like all sorts all sorts of crazy ass shit, and um, and Aaron just like a um, milk like um, just start his his one just like like it's. It, it gets once it reaches um over the top levels, like he just keeps going from there. Um, it's 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 very it's very funny, and also um makes some interesting um additions to the uh, ghost Ghost Rider mythos, specifically in the fact that you know that the ghost that that even though it's like you know like the um, like the Ghost Rider he was even though he's said to be like the instrument of heaven's divine vengeance, now he wasn't he's not the only spirit of vengeance out there. Like there's there's many out there as um. It's like as religions, religions of the world, and that, and he also brings back um, Blaze's brother Danny Ketch from the um, immensely popular, at first 90s um, 90, um, 90 series, and he gets gets some great mileage out of that as well. This his run is um is um captured in four volumes: Hellbent and Heaven Bound, The Last Stand, Trials and Tribulations, and Heaven's on Fire. All of this, all of these are great. Are great um like over over the top fun completely ridiculous but still like but even if you haven't but and I'm um, still completely readable even if you even if you don't have too much familiar familiar familiarity with the character like I did or if you, even if you haven't read um Way's Run that which immediately preceded it he also has um, a, sor- a sort sort of artists um, working on it as well um Roland Bashi um handles the uh, most of the first volume and also the last one Heaven's on Fire Bashi um does um, he's got like kind like not a very detailed style, more impressionistic. That um, but but still captures the uh, that captures the menace and humor in it's like in these stories. Well, um, Tan Eng Huat um handles um handles handles all the art from The Last Stand, as well as um the last bit of Hellbent and Heaven Bound, and um he his his style is um let's say it's. Like I said, it's, he works in a very in a somewhat exaggerated style, but it, but it suits the um, the unrealistic nature of the stories um, quite quite well. However, um, the best of it, best of all, though, is um, his artist Tony Moore, best known for um, his work on The Walking Dead, as well as um, the ongoing new lawsuit he's got with um, Robert Kirkman, pending the uh, like, depending the profits from from the sales of the comics, which is a whole other story I don't want to get into right now. But he he did three. The three stories um, from trials and tribulations, and um, Moore's more story um, like matches. He he's got a great eye for detail. Um, it's like and character expression, and he's but he also but he uh, he's also and just captures the inherent goofiness of a lot like a like a lot like a lot of the cons all of the concepts such as the um this the Ghost of the um like the very various, various eras such as the undead G Man and his um and his midget pal Knuckles Old Shoguncy. I mean stuff like that, and then you get, um, then you get the highwayman, the, uh, the, uh, like the uh, the big red driver who sold his soul to he- to Satan in order to uh, keep his edge, while while younger highwaymen um tried to, we're getting, like we're uncom- we're coming up on him stuff like that. I mean it's it's beautifully ridiculous and more captures the it's like the both the humor and the it's like and the abject weirdness of all like uh, this stuff in these three issues. I really wish he could have gone on. He could have um, done more. He, he could have um, worked with Aaron more on this, this stuff because he was because really he is the, he was the perfect artist to realize Aaron Aaron's vision for this series. That being said, Aaron's work um, is is available in a nice, nice little omnibus format. I'm um, right right now, and it's like and that saying that that does come recommended. I mean, I don't think there's really been like a Ghostwriter story that. That demands. Oh, this this is one of the, this is an this is a brilliant like um, interpretation of the character that deserves a place on your it's like on your uh, it's like on your bookshelf for all time. No, but it's I mean Ghost writers he's he's a B level character, but he's but he also delivers some really satisfying B level thrills as um Ennis as Ennis and um Aaron have both like have, have both shown. I mean I wouldn't say you need you know, that um this you need to rush out and buy this stuff. But it's certainly it's certainly worth p- worth picking up at some point in the future. Yep. And on that note, we're gonna call it a night. And you know, like I like I said, at this point, I have no idea what I'll be talking about next week. But ah, uh, well, yeah, you know, we'll see how that goes because there's guy knows I got lots of stuff I need to write up, but there's not a whole lot of like you know series that have de- that demanded my attention at this. Point this particular time, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. Exactly. All right. Well, until next time, we'll see you later. All right. Laters.